Hi, and welcome to Seppa Stories. Alright, so in this episode, I have a lovely piece of writing I can't wait to share. This is called Three Leaves Would Do, written by author pen name V. Grams. Um, I have permissions to read this story from the author, and I promise to give writer credit, so yes, this is V. Graham's writing. <laughs> Um, okay, so I did find this piece of fanfiction on fanfiction.net. I really like the layout of that site, so I think I've mentioned that before. If you're new to fanfiction and you want to just read some different pieces, and it doesn't have to be Harry Potter, try this site out. There's a little bit of something for everybody. Okay, so the small summary tagged with the story is as follows when severus and lily are young and best friends they find a four-leaf clover each leaf represents something faith hope love and luck and would three leaves have been better so that caught my attention when i saw this and i was scrolling through and i thought i'll check this out we do have a rating of tea we have tags of friendship hurt and comfort Characters tagged for the story are Lily Evans Potter and Severus Snape. It looks like this was published on May the 20th and it is a completed story. Um, the author's note says, I do not own Harry Potter and with that we do not own rights or characters or constructs or merchandising or anything from the original Harry Potter series written by Rowling. We simply love the universe that she created and we like to play with the pieces. So um, me as a, as a reader reading, writers as writers writing, uh, we do not plagiarize the original work. We simply uh, enjoy the creation of independent pieces. That's what this is. This is fan fiction. Alright, so this was written for the Three Houses competition. If you're, again, new to fan fiction, many groups that are uh, posting in fan fiction sites do write for competition. And when you see a tag that it's written for, for a competition, you know you're probably going to have a really nice read. Grammar will be clean, punctuation will be nice. So give these a review because these are actually being submitted for um, competitive competitive pieces. So here are some things that probably either had to be um, included or specified for the written piece. I don't know what the contest was, so I'm simply going to read these. We have house as Gryffindor, a position is potions, category is travel. We have a prompt and it has an object and it says four leaf clover. The author has given a note that says for the sake of the plot, Severus Snape lives just a little longer in the Shrieking Shack after Potter leaves. Okay, so that's kind of all of the intro, and I really want to get to V. Graham's story, so let's dive in. Three Leaves Would Do by V. Graham's. Lily and Severus spent more time at the park than anywhere else. They played on the swings, climbed the old oak tree, and spent hours laying on the lush green grass by the lake. Lily would make daisy chains as she listened to Severus tell her about the wizarding world. On a particularly sunny day, Severus was telling her about the Hogwarts sorting system. 
My mum told me about it, he said. It's an old hat, but it can see inside your head. Severus's eyes were alight, something Lily really saw in her sullen friend. It's the hat that decides where you belong. Lily listened intently to Severus's explanation while she worked on a long and intricate daisy chain. Severus was just explaining the different houses when Lily interrupted. Sev, look! She pointed to a patch of clovers beside them. Clover? They aren't special. They aren't in a single potion. He turned his nose up at the plant. Lily gave Severus the daisy chain. Look after that. She plucked a clover, holding it up to the light. Sev, it has four leaves. So? Four-leaf clovers are incredibly lucky. Severus rolled his eyes. That's a silly muggle superstition. It has no logic. You're awfully narrow-minded, she said. Each leaf represents something different. If you find one, it's lucky. Severus cocked an eyebrow, eyeing the little four-leafed plant. Lily held it like it was a prized possession. What are you going to do with it? Can we put it in your book? It'll press flat. I don't understand. Seven-leaf clovers are rare, and seven is a powerfully magic number. It's what it represents. Faith, hope, love, and luck. It's a symbol, Sev, and symbols have powerful magic of their own. The clover remained in Severus's notebook for many years. Whenever they were studying, the journal would be placed on the desk, and Lily would open it to the green clover. Each time Severus would point out that it never brought him one bit of luck. At the beginning of their fifth year, they were continually studying for their owls. As always, Lee opened the notebook, and there was the little green luck charm. Oh, just what we need for O's, she said, our lucky four-leaf clover. Severus scowled at the clover. Things had been strained between them lately, and a reminder of the silly superstition irritated him. He picked up the clover. It was perfectly flat. After years of being pressed, the edges were browned, and the green wasn't as vibrant as it had been. It looks like it's seen better days, he said with a sneer. I think its luck ran out. Fine. I'll keep it. Lily took the clover and placed it in her transfiguration textbook. And if you don't want the luck anymore, I'll have it. Severus huffed and thrust the notebook into his bag. Something about her taking ownership of the clover irked him, but he couldn't put his finger on why. I left my transfiguration book in the dorm, he said, walking away. Lily, Lily noticed the very same book peeking out of his bag. She kept the clover close. Her friendship with Severus was as wilted and worn out as a small green sprig. She needed to bring it back to life. If she could heal the clover, then maybe she could bridge the gap that was growing wider between them. Things between Lily and Severus seemed to get worse after that. Lily watched the choices he made, the venom he had towards his bullies. Lily understood why he hated the martyrs, why he was so angry and bitter towards the world, but she didn't know why he wanted to join them, the Death Eaters. That 
was when she came across an enchantment in her transfiguration textbook. It turned any object into a magical artifact. It could take a mundane object and amplify its powers for the user. Lily took out the clover and wondered if it would bring it back to life, if the artifact would bring Severus back to her. Would the love, faith, hope, and luck, would it be imbued in, with and save Sev? Weeks went by, but finally she and Severus were in the library studying again. Severus had been talking about Remus Lupin and then insinuating what he was. He'd been ignoring what she'd said about his own friends and focused only on the marauders. Are you going to get that silly clover out again? He asked, his tones snarkier than she would have liked. I did something to it, actually. She forced a smile as she pulled a box out of her bag. It's for you. He took it. Opening the box, he found the four-leaf clover. It was different from the last time he saw it. It was made entirely out of clear green crystal, yet was so lifelike, and it hung on a delicate chain. You can't argue about its properties. It's a magical artifact now. Severus smiled at her. It was rare that he smiled, and seeing it made her hopeful. It still won't bring luck. He placed the box in her satchel. She smiled. It all depends on what it did before. I think it connected us. I hope it will connect us for years to come. It was a great many years later that Severus pulled the chain out from under his robes. He laid on the floor, barely conscious, watching Potter leave the shrieking shack. The glittering green four-leaf clover still hung on a delicate chain, and he smiled. She'd been wrong. The clover didn't bring him luck. It didn't connect them. He'd not allowed it. It reminded him of what she had for him, though. Faith, hope, and love. Three leaves would do. All right. So, three leaves would do. And... We're going to take a quick break, let that sink in for a moment, and I'll be right back. Hi, and welcome back to Seppa Stories. So, what did you think of Three Leaves Would Do? I thought this was awesome. Okay, so, things I loved about this really delicate kind of short story um, and again I would have loved for this to have been a bigger piece of writing but uh, that's that's probably my only criticism I love this so much I really wanted more but it it's so it says what it has to say and I thought this was a delicate writing and it was pretty and it was special. I loved the innocence of both Lily and Severus as children playing in the park. In the films, I thought this was probably one of the prettiest scenes in, in the actual movies. And in the book, 
when you read that sentence, you know, everything turns on, you know, of course, Sefer is saying always. I'm like, oh, <laughs> because, you know, he's been such a terrible person, you know, what you believe to be a terrible and horrible mean teacher. Up to the point that he has a conversation with Dumbledore and he says, after all this time, and Severus says, always. Like, oh, be still my beating heart. Okay, so, yes, I loved them as children. Um, in this writing, spending, you know, time in the park and that they are playing on the swings and they're climbing trees and they're just kind of being kids and they're hanging out and Severus is telling Lily all about you know the school and the sorting hat and it seems like it's you know the writing talks about her soul and friend so this is a little boy who's not very happy often but he's happy talking about magic to her so I really love this and then she finds the four-leaf clover and he's like it's not it's not a real magical thing and it's it's not magic and she's like but it is so I really loved the innocence of of just this first intro I thought this was really really beautiful because it was so so innocent um, and I like how she says can we put it in your book it'll press it flat and, you know, Severus still isn't kind of cottoning on, but but he keeps it because it says in the next section of this of the short story how it remained in his notebook for many years. So because she liked it and he was her friend and we know that he liked her more than a friend in the books that we we assume that he does. I think that's pretty evident. He's crushing on her pretty hard that um, he kept it, you know, that's his friend, and, you know, later as he's getting older, as we all do, you know, maybe he's seeing her with a different kind of interest, but this was a childhood friend, it was a childhood moment, and he's kept that with him, even though he, he kind of dismisses it and says it didn't bring him any luck, you know, he's, he's um, being bullied, and she also makes reference that she understands you know why he's so angry at the world and he's angry at his bullies and you know because they're in wizarding school and it's not easy for Severus you know if you've read the original books we know that um, you know that he had a really awful time with the marauders you know who who seemed to get away with everything and in the books I, I thought in the original canon you know Severus is very much a victim as a child in a lot of ways and I don't know if many listeners or other people in their own lives I know I myself have personally seen I did as a child uh, there were children that came from really hard backgrounds and it just seemed like these kids I didn't know it then but as an adult now all these years later and raising my own children I am a mom you know, I see sometimes the effects of what bullying can do to a person, and especially somebody who may already be dealing with so much at their home, you know. So, you know, they've got other things going on in their place of what should be safety, and then they go to school and they don't get away from it, you know. It just continues, and I have 
personally seen this happen to to classmates as I was growing up myself and to children now that you know I see my children going to school with so you know this this really hit home in a different way for me reading this book um, not this book I'm sorry well, yes, definitely reading the book and reading this piece of fan fiction. You know, he's got this one friend, but they're drifting apart. And knowing what we know about the original canon, this seeing her trying to reach out to him and to try to save him in this way in this fan fiction piece, you know, it's kind of heartbreaking and seeing that, you know, they are drifting and that he wants to join the Death Eaters, I guess because they don't bully him, but they're not a good crowd. And so I'm inferring all of this, mainly because I know what happens in the original books and films. I'm a fan of both. But I thought that this creative writing piece to get to be Graham's really lovely piece of writing, I thought this worked really, really in a good way to show how he didn't find happiness at, at Hogwarts and even his friend you know he he was going through such a turbulent time then rather rather than be closer to his friend you know he and Lily are drifting and she's trying to save him and it didn't you know really work out now I thought what was interesting is that she says you can't argue about its properties um, it's a magical artifact artifact now and he smiles at her, so you know, it was a brief moment of almost like pleasure, like when they were kids. And he says, it still won't bring luck. And then the sentence says in the piece of fiction, he placed the box in her satchel. So I don't know if that was an intentional sentence for him to have it, or maybe that's a really nice device. I'm, I'm still thinking on the intention of that sentence, because she says it all depends on what it did before. I think it connected us. I hope it will connect us for years to come. So we know that their friendship ends badly. But the sentence says that he put the box in her satchel. So maybe he keeps the chain for what happens next, and he just puts the box in her satchel. I'm a little unclear there. So as a reader, I think I would like a little more clarity. Pretend I really don't get it. Because sometimes you have to lead a reader where you want them to go. So I'm a little unclear. What I do know in the last two paragraphs is that Severus did have this wonderful charm that she made for him from the clover and he's got it on the chain or on a chase has pulled the chain out from under his robes many years later and he's dying you know he's got this thing and the glittering yes it is the delicate chain that's actually written that's a good detail but um so I guess he just put the box back, is what I'm assuming, and kept the necklace. That's not a big point, because these next two paragraphs are really what bring everything full circle. You know, they're they're kind of fighting back and forth a little bit in a friendly way over this four-leaf clover, where Severus never thought it had any magic, and Lily made it magical for him. And then as he's dying, um, he's watching, you know, of course, Harry leave, 
And we know that this is different in the books, and this is a little bit of the canon divergence that we have in fan fiction. But I like how this is written. You know, he's barely conscious. He's got the chain. It's his last thing he's doing. And he's watching Harry leave, and the glittering, four, you know, glittering green four-leaf four clover is still hanging on the chain, and he smiles. You know, he's smiling. I like that the four-leaf um, clover would be green like Lily's eyes and like Harry's eyes because he tells, you know, Harry, you've got your mother's eyes. So that all works beautifully for me. And then I like this, you know, she says she'd been wrong. The clover didn't bring him luck. It didn't connect them. He did not allow that. So, you know, we, he admits that he was the cause of the end of their friendship. It says, but it reminded him of what she had for him, though, and it was faith, hope, and love. So, this is a really pretty piece, and I really like it, and I really hope that in the competition this that this was entered in, because I don't know if it placed. I hope it did, and um, because this is really quite wonderful. You know, I, I liked the story, and V. Grams, I'm going to be checking out your other writings, so I may asked to read more of your selections in this podcast. Thank you very much for allowing me to share this really beautiful, beautiful piece of writing. I really quite love it. So I really, um, I think this is awesome. And in a personal um, communication with V. Grams, the author did state they were intending um for the fiction they didn't know let me see hold on let me see she the well I'm assuming that she so that the writer is saying I just had to read this sentence I'm so sorry that um, there have been requests for a sequel from other people and you know, that any questions I had, you know, and of course I was thinking of, of messaging back, but since we're doing this podcast, I would love a sequel <laughs> or, or maybe even, um, I'd like to see what happens with the four leaf clover, you know, maybe there's something, I'm not sure, you know, I, I thought that the clover that Lily made was so pretty, kind of like slughorns you know, pretty piece of charm work that he kept from Lily. I think it it was the blooming flower. So that, you know, was the, the pretty piece of magic, you know, that, that he talks about that Lily had created for him. So V. Grams, I really loved your story. And thank you. Thank you again for allowing me to read your lovely piece on this podcast. And I am looking forward to your next publication. So please keep writing. All right, well, with that, I'm going to call it, it's it's evening where I am at, so I'm going to call it a night, and we will see you next time on SEPA Stories. I can tell you that I have some Molly Weasley-centric pieces, kind of give you um, a little bit of, of a tease. I have another story that I'm very much looking forward to reading. It's called Keep Running, and I think you'll love this. Um, 
I think you're really, really, really going to love this. This is about Colin and Dennis Creevy, the Creevy brothers, uh, getting ready to, or the night of the Hogwarts battle. So I think that's going to be a really um, a nice read. Then we have, I have a really fun kind of romantic one by Hero Chick 007. I love that. And it's called His Otter, and this is a longer piece, so when I read this one, we'll have some segment breaks um, so that I can get the whole piece up for you. And this will probably be something that I read when I have a little more time to to do the whole thing in one sitting for you guys. Okay, let's see what else do I have. So I've got a few other pieces that I'm going to be getting up um, and posted for you. I have a and also a selection by Tolkien Scholar that is not Molly-centric, but it does uh, pertain to the Pruitt family, um, in particular Gideon and Fabian Pruitt. So these are stories that are up and coming, and we will be reading and sharing these for you for your audio delight. So stay tuned. If you like SEPA stories, please give me a follow or a like, and this way you can be updated as stories are published. We are on Apple iTunes, Spotify. We are on, I believe it's um, Google Podcasts. You can also find us on Tumblr, Instagram. Sometimes I post to Snapchat. They don't stay up there very long, though. And I have a Pinterest page. You can check that out. And if you're wanting to message me, you can also drop me an email, though I don't know how quickly I will be able to get back with you. That is sepa200 at gmail.com. So I wanted to thank you again for your time and listening, and we will see you next time. So have a lovely evening or a lovely day, whichever it may be, and we will enjoy more fan fiction together next time. See you then. Bye.